Hello, and welcome to the Big MH Podcast. It's Alex speaking, and we have had a very special episode today that you're going to be listening to with a very special guest um, who I've had the privilege to speak to today. Um, I'll let her introduce herself um, in the podcast, as I've done with every other guest that we've had. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's been a, an amazing discussion that we had today. Um, and really brought in a different um, topic of discussion, I suppose, with the special guest. Um, please send in some feedback, um, how we can improve. If anyone's interested on becoming part of the podcast, um, please email us at the big mhpodcast.gmail.com and we look at those and incorporate what you said. And also, if you want to be part of it, pseudonyms can be provided and everything else. So enjoy today's um, episode, guys, and uh, I hope to see you on the other side. Hello, welcome to the Big MH podcast. It's Alex, um, who is the co-founder of the Big MH, and I've got a very special guest, and I've, uh, I've picked this up one for a couple of days now. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, yeah, I'm Polly, and um, I guess you might sort of recognise my voice, I suppose, from the radio in South Wales. Um, I was on Capital Breakfast for, gosh, six years, and then last year, uh, at the beginning of last year, so at the beginning of 2019, yeah, that's right, beginning of 2019, I moved from Capital Breakfast to Radio X, and now I'm on maternity leave and I have a baby. So yeah, the last year has been crazy and now we're in a lockdown and yeah, wow, 12 months. What a difference it makes. I mean, you couldn't even write it. <laughs> I, I would say, Paul, you know, like I, I know you from voice mainly and obviously interactions like through Twitter and different things like that, but sure. you know, not, not on a personal level, but you know, I was, I was saying before to a couple of people, like it's like fanboying because like you were a big, <laughs> felt like a big star because you know what Wales is like. It's very, um, close-knitted everyone feels like they know everyone but they don't really know them you know it's it's, it's, no, it's, it's um yeah everyone knows each other like I always say like one degree of separation in South Wales yeah. if you know yeah I always say that you've definitely got mutual friends with that other person in common do you know what I mean <laughs> it's, 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 it feels very I don't want to say it wrong like ancestral it's, it's very weird you know it's all quite close-knit I know what you mean it is very it's close-knit everyone yeah everyone knows each other's business especially in small towns like I'm I'm from well I'm not from Penarth but I used to, I, I kind of grew up there um and yeah every everyone knows everyone in Penarth it's like um yeah as you say very incestuous I suppose <laughs> uh, and like for me you may know it I live in Risca so it's it's a very small town uh, well I'd say town it's yeah um and everyone just knows everyone's business you can't even like sure. I know I know you know so it is what kind of nice though. I kind of like I live on a street at the moment and I love it so much because my my daughter so there's going to be little um little crying interludes during this podcast just to let you know but um she's okay now are you okay um no I live on a street in um in Cardiff Bay and the community spirit is just lovely but it come you know and I feel really safe here and you know everyone's super friendly all my neighbors are really really lovely but um, what comes with that is that everyone knows your business. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. It's just it's a lovely, lovely spirit on my street, put it that way. <laughs> Let's say you're quite a strong-willed person from what I can see anyway. So it's not too much of a problem, I suppose. But I was going to say, Paul, the podcast itself is about mental health. And yeah, I suppose the first question is, let's go back to your roots, I suppose. Let's go back. And I know it's going to be a weird 
mental health probably about 20 years ago wasn't at the forefront of everyone's mind publicity mm-hmm. you know everything in television now seems to be governed towards it to try and make sure everyone feels a little bit not better but they're included in everything you started yeah. on radio quite a while ago what was it like then uh gosh radio so i started out 13 years ago and i think it's changed it's changed a lot because it's a lot more condensed now and um, i suppose that's the right word to use um as in when I first started out and I was, um, I was working as a promotion, uh, you know, a promo girl for Red Dragon as it was back in the day, which is now Capital. Um, and just because I was doing promo stuff, you know, like back in the day. And then I remember reading a, an advert in the paper and it said, um, you know, uh, Red Dragon FM needs some promo girls and it's for two days a week. And I thought, oh, that's great. Instead of like looking for work, you know, because I was like giving out deodorant cans, you know, on the street and little samples and stuff. But um, yeah, so when I first started working there, there was, you know, on a sort of 24 hour clock, there was a show in the morning, obviously the breakfast show. Then you had a mid morning show, which Matt Lassac was on. No, Claire Lloyd was on. And then Matt Lassac was on 12 until three and then three until seven was drive time. And then seven until 10 was an evening show. And then 10 until one was the late show, late night love. And then one until six was like the overnight show. You had like seven or eight shows during the whole day. And now 13 years later, you have one live show. So it, that's how it's changed for me, you know, dramatically changed and how net- well, I was, I was going to say, cause you know, I remember listening to you when I started my first job, which was uh, 2012, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's when I just started capital. Yeah. And I, I remember yeah. religiously cause I started, I was basically working in a hospital. Um, you know, what it is, I was 18 years of age. I was just starting my yeah. career sort of thing. And, um, you know, one of those things. Paul, if you ever need to go, mind just do it. You know, don't. No, it's fine. No one. No, it's, she's fine. She's fine. Um, but what we were saying was that I religiously listened to you guys because it had that feel factor that I just. I, I suppose it goes back connection because I just remember, I don't know, like you listen to it now. I never hear about um, <laughs> the the traffic news in Cumbran, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? And I, those those sort of things that you just think you know actually that had a connection with you and it just an understanding it's a weird thing because I used to start every day with a jump in my step listening to you guys because it was funny it was relatable it was just something linked to it and I know you you probably have that with Radio X now on what but I know you do it on yeah. your own don't you solo so I yeah I the, the difference between I suppose what I did on Capital mm. and what I do on Radio X with Capital it was obviously a radio show for me but it was more of a and and it really was it was like going into work with your pals and just talking just gossiping really gossiping about you know pop culture about tv what was going on in the world you know it it really was as simple as that and just just doing stupid crazy things really just trying to entertain people just trying to make noise and be loud and and be super extra so that people would notice us and do you know what i mean it was like that type of thing whereas you know my first true love in radio i started off on absolute radio in london so sort of going back to my roots with radio x a little bit in terms of you know the the type of station but i went onto radio x back onto radio x as a sole presenter and talking about the music that i loved and for me that's radio for me you know um talking in and out of songs bringing these songs to life being super passionate about the songs that i love and and you know selling them to people because i love them so much you know of course yeah i was gonna say you've done quite a bit paul haven't you like in the regards to tyson fury 
aren't you, Joshua? Yeah, someone was asking me this the other day. They were like, how, they said like, how did you sort of, um, I don't know, go from being on the radio as a capital breakfast presenter to, um, you know, doing all these hosting gigs. And it's because of, I suppose it's because of Capital Breakfast and you say it had that local feel and, you know, you said earlier on, you know, the community in Wales, everyone knows each other and it's a, a small little herb and, um, you know, people look after um, their people, don't they? So, you know, I've always had such a good support from Welsh companies, Welsh uh, Welsh people, you know, Welsh businesses and, um, and uh, you know, and events and things. So whenever there was anything big coming to Cardiff and they would need like a Welsh female host there wasn't that many unless you wanted to pay you know mega bucks for sort of like the BBC presenters or you know the the TV presenters and you know I was you know bang it for the job so whenever like say Tyson Fury came down and I was always you know a big fan of boxing as well and um, Anthony Joshua and you know when I and I love to I love to get out into the community I love you know networking and I I love making friends with people and and chatting and stuff but yeah so that the tr the transition from or I suppose you know doing it both together doing the radio stuff and then doing the hosting stuff was was really easy for me you know I lived in Cardiff you know I worked in the mornings I wasn't really doing anything in the afternoons apart from doing all the gigs and stuff and then yeah but it was it was I think it would have been say if I was working on radio radio X then I think it would have been a little bit harder to do all these Cardiff gigs and things because they would probably just want someone local, you know? And also the, they liked me doing it because they thought maybe I could talk about it on the radio the next day or plug their events. So <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know, it comes both ways, doesn't it? In that sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. we, we worked with like the housing association massively in the sense of trying to get individuals to understand when those feelings come of like mental health yeah. when you're feeling down when you're feeling not so yourself and i was going to yeah. say paul now this might be mm. a personal topic and you tell me to just bugger off basically if no it's fine I was gonna say, me, how, how's it been with the baby and lockdown and certain things like that and as as it affected you the way that you sort of thought it would motherhood or was it no i was um me and my partner, we were planning for a baby anyway. So I think that always helps when you, in fact, me and my other half were talking about it the other day, you know, we talk about how a couple of my friends found it really hard to bond with their babies when, when they're born. And I've, I've known that with a lot of people, it's, you know, it's, it is, it is common, you know? Um, but for me, that hasn't been the case, which is, which is great, you know? Um, and I've really bonded with her and I've had a really good time with her the last 10 weeks. Um, but as I said, you know, we planned her, I wanted this, you know, I think if it wasn't planned or if it just, excuse me, if it wasn't planned, um, you know, or if it was just a bit of a surprise, then maybe you would have um, a bit of, I don't know whether it's the right word, a bit of resentment towards the baby if they were acting up. But then again, as well, you know, she's been so good. She's a really good baby. She, you know, we've, had her on a really strict routine and she sleeps well so that means we sleep well and I think you know as long as you have enough sleep in life you can conquer anything in the day so um no but she's been great and I think the only thing for me and to you know if, you know being in lockdown um with her is that we've managed to get her in a really good routine you know obviously we, we miss everyone like massively like when I go to visit my mum obviously social distancing and you know through through the car and through the windows and stuff it's it's absolutely 
you know, it's just horrendous because I can just see in my mum's face how much she just wants to just pick her up and hold her. But, you know, just being me, the baby and my other half, it's just been great for a routine. We, every four hours we feed her, you know, we change her bum and stuff. I say she's been a really good baby and she's whinging now, but But no, to be honest, I would say um, lockdown with the baby so far has been really good. I was really worried at the very beginning because I went into hospital um, having this one life without a baby. And then I came out of hospital. I had a new life with a baby as a mum and I'm living in a brand new world of lockdown. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is crazy, you know? and, and I, I was scared at first. I was scared. I was worried because it was the unknown with the whole coronavirus thing, you know. Um, I, I just wanted to, and because as a mother, you get these horrific baby blues as well. And you don't want anyone to touch your baby. And you're scared that they're breathing all these horrible germs on your baby and stuff. So you become super paranoid as well. But I just remember thinking, like, because no one really knew what was going to happen with this coronavirus, I just thought there's going to be riots on the streets and my baby what have I what sort of world have I brought my baby into that type of thing you know but um I feel so much more at ease now and at peace here she is (laughs) I feel so much more at ease and at peace with with lockdown and and the world that we're living in you know getting used to the new normal um as I was mentioning before about like my street you know the the great community spirit on my street like that's really helped me because I feel really safe in my home. You know, you, you, as a new mum, you have all these horrible thoughts because you, you know, you're in, you're responsible, you're responsible for a tiny human. And um, you, you, you think of the worst cause you have all these horrible hormones and emotions, but I, you know, I'm obviously I'm getting much better. Like maybe a month ago I was feeling really super anxious, but now I'm feeling okay. I, I feel um, optimistic for the future, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, Paul, you know, they're normal thoughts. You know, I, I'm speaking as a 25-year-old man who hasn't had children. You know, I, I, it's, 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 it's not, you know, I can't emphasise, but I can sympathise with it. And I think it's, it's hard because, another personal question, when did you give birth, Paul? Was it, bef- it was before lockdown, wasn't it? It was before all of yeah, this. Yeah, I gave birth on March the 6th. And right, there, was, was, yeah. there was, yeah, everyone was talking about corona. It was like a big thing. And because lockdown happened on the 24th which is my other half's birthday so we remember it so it was so but there was a lot of social distancing um uh or like it that had been brought into place I think the social distancing and maybe a couple of days before lockdown maybe the weekend before but I remember there was loads of things being cancelled um they were talking about sort of restricting people coming into the hospital when I was sort of given birth but you know, to be fair, I was so lucky. A week later, if I'd had Indy, yeah. late in my other half, probably wouldn't have been allowed to come in with me. My mum, you know, my mum was there seeing me give birth to her. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have happened. So, you know, I was just on the cusp. Um, but I, as I say, I remember coming out and I just remember thinking, oh my God, like this, like I didn't want to see, I didn't want her to see anyone because I thought everyone had coronavirus. Yeah, and then I, I remember it was, there was a sense of relief and a sense of calm when lockdown came in because I was, 
I, I was so conflicted the week before, like who should see her? You know, should we go and see my mum? And it was just horrible. All my friends wanted to come and see her and I was just like, oh, I don't want you to come. I want you to meet her. I want you to, you know, coo her and love her and cuddle her and stuff. But I was just so paranoid. So I remember when the lockdown came in, it was like, thank God for that, you know? <laughs> I was about to say, cause like those thoughts are normal, you know, and, and in essence of a little bit about me, I was born, um, if I remember rightly now, about three months premature, so it's quite okay. obviously. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, six months. Yeah. Give or take. Wow. Uh, um, it was like fifty-fifty chance of survival. Yeah, I yeah, I can imagine. Um, a useful fact for you, if you're ever interested, I was a length of a thirty-centimeter ruler. Um, you know, I know, but that's I, I'm five foot four, so you know, I am still short. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Survivor. <laughs> yeah just about just about Paul yeah yeah um, but my mum said exactly the same sort of things that what you're mentioning of she was very fearful of people and this was like no, no you know there was no pandemic there was nothing around that it was yeah she was people would be coming in and going oh I need lovely touch in my cheek as I was in the cart and, they, and she'd be like oh you wash your hands very yeah. you know oh my like, god yeah you know and I think that's I, 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 was, I was exactly the same it was exactly the same just like I didn't you know I didn't want anyone to sort of kiss her I wanted the anti-back I was going crazy with the anti-back and um oh you know can you make sure you have a shower before you come over I mean it was it was crazy but all but as well because we didn't really know too much about the virus then it was all a bit like there's this crazy disease coming over from China and you know no one knew like you know it was deadly but um no one really knew like who had it there was no test you know it was like right at the very beginning you know so um yeah I was super paranoid and you know we're talking about mental health I you know I've never suffered with mental health before um and that was the first time I think that week after I gave birth to Indy before the lockdown where I I just had like it was just a I was just crying all the time I know it's like baby pregnancy hormones and stuff but I just remember I remember just being as I said so conflicted about I don't want anyone to see it and I I said to Leighton I this was before the lockdown because I remember it was going to come into place but you know the government were dragging their feet or whatever or deciding what to do and I remember just saying that we just need to put a blanket ban on everyone coming to visit and I'm getting so paranoid because I felt bad that I I wasn't letting my best friends come and see her you know but um, yeah, it was a really, really anxious time and, you know, not nice as well because you, during your whole pregnancy, you, you're planning this amazing maternity leave and I've always been super career focused. I'm always bloody working and things and, you know, I wanted to have a couple of months off just to enjoy maternity life and, you know, go out for coffees with my friends and the baby and that was all sort of washed away within a, within a week, you know. Yeah, and, and things you can't foresee, you know, it's, it's so difficult for you. God, this is crazy. No one ever, like me and Leighton, you know, in just in the middle of February, I think things were sort of normal or we never thought we'd get to this point ever, so. I know. And I was, I, I, I'm proud to, like, admit it. Like, I was listening to Cat Flaps chats of your episode two. You're quite early on in, in his series. Yeah, I, was, I think I was number two. <laughs> yeah. So very, it was a very good, when I listened to it, I was thinking, bloody hell, Paul, there's so much you've done in your, short life so far in realistic mm. terms, you know and um it was it was very much the point of I think you were you were were you pregnant then when you did that podcast I think you was when I 
I was, I was pregnant because um, his thing was always to have like a, a drink with his guest. And I remember he got me bottles of water, which is fine. I don't tend to drink that much anyway. So that, that was all when I was a teenager. But <laughs> um, yeah, I was pregnant then. And um, I was still working on Radio X. And uh, God, that, you know, back when you could sit next to someone, it was, <laughs> what a life. <laughs> what, what a privilege, eh? I know. I know, right? Yeah. It's mad because... Um, I'll give a little bit um, about my side of the lockdown and different things as well. So at least you, you learn, like from me, um, I say learn, you know. You see <laughs> but um, I, I did a podcast the other day because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a student occupational therapist, final year, so it's all done quite remotely. Um, but I was sat in a library as lockdown was announced. So yeah. um, obviously as a university student, everything's getting done, like dissertations, sort of things like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember us because it's a healthcare course. I remember saying, "Is it right that we're here potentially being carriers of it? You don't know who's who's got it, who hasn't." Got it. Um, yeah. And you know, we 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 were working from hospital sometimes, and we were saying actually the risk is quite high for us. And like you say, it's it's that that element of control's gone now at the moment. Like we're all mm. confined to our homes, especially in Wales. I know it's different in, in yeah yeah at the moment. Um, and what I was only going to ask you, Paul, is, is there anything that you've picked up? Anything that you've uh, sort of done new? I, obviously, motherhood's new. I know that. But anything like a new yeah. occupation or anything, new hobbies sort of thing? Well, like during lockdown. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a whiz at changing nappies. Oh. And, um, <laughs> do you know, I really like changing pooey nappies. I don't know what it is. Um, no, do you know what, though? I was, um, I was, it we're in a really as I said before we're in a really good routine with it and that's what keeps us really busy um which is good news you try and do sorry she's kicking off a second do you mind do you mind um yeah but um do you know what I'm I am very creative and I'm not on the radio at the moment and that's that's sort of my um that's that's where I I get to be creative, you know, that's my creative outlet on the radio and I'm not doing that at the moment. So, you know, I, I try and um, do stuff at home and it's, you know, like tie-dyeing. I've been doing a bit of tie-dyeing recently and um, just grabbing anything which is white, any white t-shirts, any black t-shirts and been doing tie-dye. Um, and I, you know, that's really the sum total of it to be totally honest it's it's kind of bad because i know there's lots of people learning languages and learning new instruments and cooking and things like that um but no unfortunately for me that's all i've been doing i've, I've cooked a batch of cookies and that's about it but um no just trying to keep a a 10 week old alive is my main goal at the moment <laughs> I'd say is, is, is a lot of people at this present moment we we know um during lockdown or we can we can guess hazard a guess that people are starting to feel they've got to compare themselves to others like um i'm a very keen runner i'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that but i know that people will compare their stravas people will compare oh yeah all sorts of stuff to say oh, i haven't been i've only been out once today walking the dog or something i should be running mm -hmm. six miles or whatever they want to do yeah and, and we always say it's one of the worst sort of traits to have and because we are humans we're competitive i know you certainly are and i know i am um, you yeah, know, yeah. You try and be the best, and you want. Oh well, I say the best. You want to do yeah. yourself proud in ways, um, and sometimes it's an actual negative if you spin it on its head because you think actually I'm comparing myself to maybe unreal expectations. 
Yeah, no, never, never, that's my one big thing, like never compare yourself to anyone. Um, I guess it's easy for me to say because I've always, I've always had a really, I've always been very confident in my own ability with things mm. and um, I've never ever felt the need to go up against someone or pit myself against someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just like really, really comfortable in myself and, and my skin. Maybe that's just from the people who I hang around with, my circle of friends and, you know, my parents and my upbringing and, yeah. um, yeah, I've, I've never had that problem comparing myself with people. I, I make fun of myself as well. So I guess that's my uh, defense mechanism. So no one, you know, no one can troll me because I've already trolled myself, <laughs> you know. I was about to say, because you, you are one of those people that I would class as, not a celebrity, but I would say is quite high profile. <laughs> and you must have, a, you know, you allowed to stay on this podcast, a bit of shit from time to time you must do you know and I think um, I yeah I think the the more you put yourself out there the more you uh, the more you get shit to be yeah. honest um and also every there's so many people who are just so critical these days all the time I mean it's, it's as as I say like on my social medias and I've been I've been like this ever since I've been on social media um as I said you know before I always make fun of myself yeah. just so that I can get there before other people do. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no, and, and I don't take myself too seriously. I'm nev never really a negative Nancy on my social medias. I've never, you know, as I said before, I've never had mental health before. Yeah. Um, but I think if I did, I don't think I would talk about it mm. on my social medias. Um, I would generally with my friends and life. And you know, when I do get problems, I'd talk to them, but, um, and in, you know, in the nicest way possible, I just don't think that's my style to talk about it on my social medias. My social medias is, I, I like to keep it bright and uplifting, you know. Um, and, and I know some people, I'll probably get shit for this now, but I know some people will be like, oh, well, you know, you have a duty to, yeah. you know, talk about it and use your platform and things. But, you know, um, I prefer to just, um, as I say, you know, keep, just keep it light and keep it chilled on my social medias and, you know, I don't want to put myself out there for any negative reaction. And yeah, I give as good as I get on social media. If someone does give me shit, I'll just give it straight back. And then no one tends to do it <laughs> again. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, I'm, I'm a big football fan. And yeah, you probably know Laura Woods as the presenter of TalkSport. And I, yes, I, yeah. I always see her on Twitter and the shit she gets from men in general, just in, in general, and the comeback she comes back with. And I think it takes a certain woman to do that. You're very similar, Paul, in the sense of mm. you're strong, independent, not afraid to give as good as you get, or, or what you get, you give back. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a mutual respect then between people in the sense of saying, oh, she's no pushover, you know, in that sort of way. No, exa no exactly. And I, yeah, and as I say, I've done that from the very beginning. And also when it, you know, when you have that, you know, woman and, and man sort of banter type thing, um, yeah, a lot of guys will try it with straight straight away on, you know, give it give it some crap, give it some banter, that type of thing. But the the secret is is that I'm more laddie than most of the men on my Twitter. So <laughs> it did make me giggle. One of the stories. No, it's not going to work with me, hen. <laughs> yeah. It did make me laugh though. One of the things um, questions you get asked. It does make me giggle because yeah. some of them are just gold in the sense of 
stuff you don't even think of. There's pl- so many creative people out there, but there's also ones that you question. And I think you got asked if you were single was one of them. And you were like, do you even follow me? Yeah, I, I get I get that quite a lot. Or I get people just sort of, um, you just get chances, I suppose. Like guys sort of sliding in to your DM, say like, hey, oh my God, you're so good. Like, you know, there's, you get guys saying, oh, you're really hot or whatever. And you're just like, thanks. But um, yeah, you do get some people who are like, you're single and you're just like, come on. Do you, follow, do you even follow me? Yeah. I have a baby. I'm with the guy. Do you know what I mean? And I, you know, I don't make any, you know, I don't make any secret no. that I'm with, with, with them, um, with Leighton or anything like that. But yeah, some, I think guys are just chances or they just, they just like to see, because they know that you're a bit la- laddie and they, they know that you like to, you know, bite back. They just probably want to know what you're going to say back to them, you know? Yeah. I got, I got to give you credit, Paul, you know, ever since um... <laughs> I have because like I'm one of those people that's probably a little bit more secluded not away from myself when I get to know someone I'm I, I'm quite, quite confident you know like I suppose like this a sort of arena but yeah. it's, it can be quite hard because I think some men want to portray this macho image you know this mm. that they are this a lad and that's another thing that's with mental health is lads are lads you know man up has always been a very saying that's been yeah, yeah. Um, and we were saying before that we it's been a shift in the last five years of people saying they don't see it any longer. You might see it in the older generation, but you see it within maybe our generation. It's, it's not yeah. so much. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't like that term when you tell a man to man up, you know, or tell anyone on man up, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I'm not, not a fan of that. I think men are, men have emotions just like a slot. Like my, my other half Leighton, he is like the manliest man you will ever meet, you know? And I always think, you know, with him, he always, he, he does put on a, a, you know, sort of a, a macho man image with me, with life any, anyway. And, and he does, and you'd never expect him to have any sort of emotions. But, um, you know, I would never, I would never expect him, you know, like when we've had our baby now and, and stuff, you know, he shows like emotion and it's lovely to see, you know, I'd never want him to not like, you know, sort of cut our daughter or you know, not kiss her or, you know, have that baby talk with her because he has to be a man and he has to man up and stuff, you know. It's not, it's not, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from, you know, it's not mm-hmm. really nice. Um, I, I worked in construction and I think we, yeah. I, that's how I think we originally got speaking, not in that way, oh. but I mean, yeah. I you, it was a while back, probably about 2016, 2017, it's how good my memory is, but it might be a bit shady. Um, and I started working for a local firm in Newport, um, North Fitzpatrick Limited, who was a bit like a construction firm, help with plant. And I remember you saying about your niece and nephews wanting to go dig a world. It was, it was a yeah. word you mentioned. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. you want to pop down, you know, pop down to Newport, we'll check oh, the dig yeah. I remember it now. And I remember it like that. And that's why I suppose is different with you, Paul, not in a, in a bad way at all, in a good way that you interact with, I say fans, but do you know what I mean? The general public. Mm. Because I just messaged you on a, a whim, wasn't it, really? I was like, oh, if you want to pop yeah. down, and you're like, oh, thank you so much, but, you know, we're going to the beach or whatever you said. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, no, I make sure, like, I make sure that if anyone writes to me, I'll always react back, whether it's a message or a thumbs up or a like. I will make sure that everyone gets something. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Your platform that you have, like, with Radio X... and. Going back to what you said earlier about like a duty care, you know, when you're saying um, or with your social medias, you, you should be portraying the negative days or that's what some people might say. Whereas yeah. 
actually, we were talking about it a while back in the podcast, me, Mark, and, and Faith, about Facebook being fake book. It's, it's <laughs> in essence, people don't want to portray that side of their life and saying, oh, I've woken up. Or you get two spectrums, and you? you get someone who's either completely yeah. negative yeah. or you get someone who's really positive. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, as well, you know, like there's, even though I haven't, um, you know, even though I don't like to portray that, it's it's because I never really have gone through anything yeah. to to really put on there. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose I, I, I guess, you know, I don't know because I haven't gone through it, but if I did ever go through something, there's part of me now that would say, no, I, I wouldn't put that on my social media. But actually, you know, I would you know, I wrote a blog recently about being, you know, giving birth during the coronavirus era. And I put out there and that was, um, you know, some raw feelings and feelings that I, and emotions that I probably wouldn't have shared on my Twitter, you know, as I say, I like to keep it light and fun and whatever. But um, yeah, fake books, a funny one. I, I, yeah, I don't know whether I would put any of my personal stuff on there, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like I say, you get two spectrums. You get complete negativity in the sense of they'll be an open book, but in a platform that you have to portray what they're trying to say. With yeah. the opposite spectrum, where someone saying like, "Oh, look, you know, it's sunny outside today. That's one positive. Let's think of another positive." You know that sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I think there's a lot more people now who just want positive stuff. Do you know what I mean? They just want to read positive things, and they don't want to be bogged down with negative ne- negativity. Um, but then again, it's, it's a, it is a weird one because then, you know, be, you know, talking about your mental health and how you feel that obviously that's not, that's not negative, is it? But I know that some people can get drawn down with that, you know, if, if they're reading it all the time. So I don't know. And we know like Tyson Fury is a big advocate um, for mental health. Look, look yeah. back, that, that, you know, is, is a, well, it's basically like a fairy tale, you know, in the sense of what he's doing. Yeah. Like. It's um yeah, he is, um, Tyson Fury, I've always said he's he's one of my favourite um, people to interview, to, you know, to speak with. He's um, he's a father. He is... Um, he's a son. Yeah. He is an entertainer. He's a mental health um, advocate. And I think at the very end, he's a boxer, you know? Yeah. But um, he's... Uh, He's a, he's a wonderful guy. I, I look up to him so, so, so much. I think what he's done, and I, I like to sort of um, follow his lead a little bit in what he does. Into, I know he speaks about his mental health quite a lot, but he doesn't take himself very seriously at all. He's an open book. He gives as good as he gets. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, what he's done for, I suppose, a mental health movement is, is, is fantastic, you know? Yeah. I, I was going to say, actually, Paul, knowing mm-hmm. radio days in the sense of listening to you you were very much an open book then and that's why i think you, yeah. you were say earlier you know when it was matt yourself and Geraint, you, yeah. you were very much bouncing off each other i know your marriage came up a couple of times or your previous marriage you know yeah we won't we don't want to go to death for that <laughs> yeah that came up. you have you have to be on it you this this is it see you I, I don't know like i've always you have to just I've always just been honest, you know, I can make fun of myself. As I say, I'm happy in my own skin. I've got, I'm very much peace of mind. It's like, if you have that frame of mind, nothing can hurt you, you know? Um, So yeah, they could throw anything at me and I'd I'd just laugh at it, you know? I mean, I always try and keep myself in a good place, so. I was about to say, I think that's probably a a big lasting message I would put leave on this podcast is saying 
how much like you're saying is, is a positive thought pattern you need to be appreciative of what's you know yeah. you know like 100 yeah 100 and you know there's i think the the one thing that we can all take away from this this lockdown situation is that when life does go back to normal or you know the new normal that we're not going to be taking things for granted anymore and we're not going to be living our materialistic lifestyles anymore uh, you know me and late were talking about you know meeting up with our friends again and you know what restaurant are we going to and i'm just thinking i'll just have them all over and we'll just have fish and chips and all i want to do is just look my friends in the eyes not through a screen just hug them and uh, i think we'll really be appreciative of the little things and hopefully that will make us a lot happier i don't know I, I think you're right, Paul. I think it's, uh, mm. it's going to be an interesting. I think it's going to change us as a human race, definitely, in the sense of how we potentially maybe interact with other people. But um, I was going to say, how have you found it with your family, Paul, in the sense of your mum? Obviously, I know you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. but, like I've, I'm fortunate. You know, go on. Yeah, no, I was going. I was going to say, um, it's. Uh, you know, I think I speak on everyone who's who's close with their families, and especially if you've just had a, a, new, a new baby, you know, if you've got a newborn. My mum is, you know, first-time grandma and waited for this moment for a hell of a long time, you know. So, and then for, for her to, you know, have that one week of endless unlimited cuddles to then, you know, nothing. It's heartbreaking. It really, really is. And and you know, I I look at Indy, and you know, she's ten weeks old now, and she's coming into her own, and she's got a lovely little character and personality. And I just think, oh my god, like my mum's missing out on all these like amazing little newborn moments. And it's just not the same through a car window, is it? You know, and it's not the same when you you're just waving at them, you know, from afar. But you know, you just I I'm just as you say, you just have to count the blessings count the little things in life that's all we've got to hold on to at the moment so just grab onto them with two hands you know I just thank my lucky stars I've got Leighton here and he's a great boyfriend he's he provides for us and you know Indy's a really good little girl I think you know if she wasn't then I'd be pulling my hair out um you know because there's been times where I've said look I why doesn't my mum just come and move in with us yeah and, you know, and then this can be her lockdown house. I don't know whether that's allowed, but, you know, we were talking about it. But I said, you know, this Indy's fine. I'd only be doing it because I just want her here. And, you know, it's unfair to everyone else who can't see their their families. But no, it's, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. Like, we, as I say, we've taken for granted just going on walks with people and going for coffee breaks. And we've really taken that for granted. But um. Yeah, there are better times ahead, I'm sure. <laughs> Definitely, Paul. You've hit the nail on the head. Like I, I was saying before to my mates, you know, we do virtual pubs <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, just have, have, a, have a pint or whatever and we chat for hours on end yeah. and God knows what else. But some are struggling more than others, you know, in the sense of... Yeah, what... yeah. And, and I get I get that. I get that. I, I, I'm just... I'm really... I feel really lucky that I'm at a good state of mind at the moment you know because I know there's people out there who who are struggling and you know because they live in a in a studio flat and they don't have a garden and they don't have anyone else around or that they can't walk down the road and see their parents they can't or they don't have a car you know like a lot of my friends who live in London who are presenters you know they, they that is their reality they mm. don't have a car mm. they live in a studio flat and um and they're there on their own yeah. <laughs> you know 
you're staring at the full, same four walls, you know, it, you can understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're all alcoholics and they're dying for a pint at the pub and they can't go and they're, <laughs> they're pulling their hair out. <laughs> we, we, in my profession, we talk about um, like dark occupations, which is what alcoholism can be and um, cigarettes yeah. and drugs and those sort of things. And uh, one of the things was, I remember talking to somebody about it and they're like, oh my God, the, the pubs, they're going to be shut, you know, and that, that social distancing and they were concerned about it. And I was saying... You know, general society will see it as a good thing because it stops people having um, alcohol-related issues. It stops them being reliant yeah, yeah. on alcohol. Um, but what yeah. we were saying was dark occupations generally stem from the ability of uh, not just reward, but I was saying it's that social interaction they normally use it for. It's, that's the intrinsic bit in them. The extrinsic is they get pissed. You know, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, and it's it's a... In ways, it's mm. blessing because I I'm more of a pub than a club type of guy. I'd love to go to a pub yeah. with my mates, sort of thing. It's but it's not about the drink; it's about the people you're with. And I think that's what yeah, we're so social about. aspect. Yeah, no, totally, totally. No, I'm this, I as I said like before, you know, I I don't drink and I don't I you know I don't rarely go to the pub for a drink. It's literally just to socialise. Yeah. And you know, I'd never thought I'd say it, but I I do miss going to the pub. I you know, um. Yeah, it is. As I say, you know, we've, I don't, we don't think we've all taken it for granted, but I think, you know, we, we really miss those moments now and, and we will never take them for granted ever again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I did have one question from Mark, who's also sure. on this podcast, Paul. Yeah. Now, you've answered this on other podcasts, but I will ask it. How did you get, okay. how did you get into radio? Because I was Oh, gosh. Okay. So, um, right. Uh, I think we touched on it a little bit at the very beginning of the podcast, but I was working, I was 19 years old. I was working as a promo girl. So a promo girl is someone who um, works as a freelance. So they sign up to loads of different agencies and then they'll be like, are you free on the weekend? We have like a day's work outside um, Cardiff Shopping Centre and we want you to give out samples of this new Kit Kat bar. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. or the new Muller yogurt that type of thing um which did happen by the way um and you know I was doing that and and it was great you know because I was um, I was doing different things every day and I was meeting different people and I'd travel around working on different campaigns and things um and I was moving I moved up to London because you know a lot more lucrative um promotions are up there that type of thing and I remember there was a an advert in the South Wales Echo and it said we need um, promotional staff for two days a week and it's um you know guaranteed two days a week so i thought oh that's brilliant yeah. and i could move back home and be with Leighton. so that was great so i did that and that was my first taste of you know radio going into this radio station yeah i knew radio just like any other punter did you know i listened to it was jason mel in the mornings jason emma in the mornings and i you know grew up with them type thing um, but I knew nothing about radio. I walked walked through the doors and I was naive as hell. And I was just there to sort of promote the radio station, whatever they had to promote. Um, but, you know, like it was, it was a moment for me. It was, I always say it was like um, an epiphany moment that I suppose I walked into the radio station and never looked back, you know, and I, I just thought this is where I want to be. This is me, you know, Um and I started, I actually started <laughs> um, the guy who I got married to. Okay. Um, I suppose I better mention him in terms of me getting into radio, but he was on Red Dragon. 
and I remember I started sort of um, seeing him, you know, I suppose. <laughs> and I just remember being like, just so obsessed with radio and like, I wanted to do it. I started working on a community radio station and because I was a little bit older as well, I was around about 20 at this time, mm. 20 years old. I, you know, cause a lot of radio people who get into radio, they're really young and, um, you know, they, they do radio FM from their bedrooms, that type of thing, you know, bedroom FM, I should say. But, um, yeah, for me, it was, um, I knew, I knew I wanted to work in radio. I hadn't picked up any bad habits. I, you know, learned my skill and craft pretty well and away I went. And obviously I had, you know, my, my guy who I was, who was working on the radio, who gave me, you know, obviously a lot of tips and was telling me, you know, just keep bombarding these program controllers with your demos and, you know, I'd ask loads of questions. I'd get loads of advice. I, you know, I'd, I'd ask, you know, what I needed needed to have to to excel that type of thing and made a beeline for the stations that I wanted to be on I was obviously really passionate about music as well so it worked hand in hand mm. but um yeah and then I started working on absolute radio a year later like what the hell it was crazy I was about to say mm. um I don't make sense when I talk do I I'm all here there everywhere aren't oh, I that's fine <laughs> you're speaking to someone who's dyslexic so I'm exactly the same <laughs> bump, bump, comes in I have, um, I have severe word word vomit it's crazy I make a living out of talking, but there yeah, we go. It's, it's <laughs> well, I think 99% of the population do it. Don't worry. It's not like... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, one, one of those things is um, we always say to people, you need determination as well as um, keen interest into the topic that you're discussing. So like mm -hmm. you said, radio, you have that intrinsic mode. What we say, is it someone's burning inside you saying, this is what I want. I'm going to get it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've always been like fiercely ambitious in life. You know, what, you know, from a kid doing sports and doing athletics, you know, I really, I sort of wanted to be, I just wanted to be the best at what I was doing. And, and that's what I wanted with radio. As soon as I got into that world of radio, I wanted to learn it inside out. I wanted to be the best that I could be. I wanted people to admire what I do because, you know, I, I'm, I was really passionate about it really quickly, you know, yeah. and then, you know, hopefully now, you know, there's a mate, there's some amazing female radio DJs out there but you know I want to um I want to want to be at the top you know so definitely being ambition and I think you, you you know I'm gonna say it Paul because you're a Welsh girl and different things but hopefully you get there all the way you know from our point of yeah. view you're doing <laughs> thank um, you one last question I suppose and yeah you may answer it you may not see what you think any advice yeah. for people that might be listening to this um certainly with a newborn baby or going through pregnancy at this current time and I know you may not know exactly that issue because of lockdown and everything else but is there anything that you may have picked up along the way that might have helped them um okay so practical things anything uh, this is this is what's helped me and late a lot with Indy as a newborn and I don't know whether it's just helped us because we are in lockdown but me and late have kept to a a serious schedule so you know from from day one we we're kind of in the understanding that she is our our little newborn human and we hardwire exactly what she thinks and does which is true you know so we've put her in a really sort of rigid um schedule we feed her four times sorry every four hours um she goes down in a in her bed on her own and she did that from the very beginning cuddles are for the day not for the night 
that's another one we go by. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I never want to be that preachy parent to tell people how to do it. But, you know, um, it's worked for us keeping them on a real big schedule, not, you know, we're the boss of her, not of us, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, parenting is like an amazing thing and being a mum is an amazing thing. And to go through the journey is just, it's otherworldly and it's mind blowing, you know, and you do turn into a different person and just finding your own way can be so rewarding. So, you know, do whatever feels right for you. Um, but make sure they sleep in their own bed from night one. That's all I can say. Otherwise you make a rod for your own back. <laughs> Brilliant. But um, yeah, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and getting a bit to know. Pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> one, to know a bit more about you as a, as a person, but two, also seeing that um, other side that people don't generally talk about. And I think, mm. you know, like we said, mental health, is sometimes it's always there like from anxiety to depression to feeling just anxious about one day and then not anxious the next and it does kind yeah. of go and um i've said before on podcasts that it's not um it's not a con it's a condition yes defined as but you live with it it doesn't control you you know and you mm. you want to control it and it's been really good to speak to yourself that's really positive about that image and saying actually you know it doesn't define you as a person let's just move on and make those steps going forward so yeah it's been yeah no definitely well yeah i hope i bring some positivity to whoever listens so no, it's been that's the main goal <laughs> well thank you very much good luck with the podcast yes and um i will hopefully speak to you soon wow what an absolute privilege to speak to polly james from the world of radio it was uh, i don't lie when i say that i was you know when i was 18 years of age polly was the voice in my head every morning and uh, she she really is an exceptional person woman and i wish her all the best with um, her newborn baby and her partnership that she's got with her partner now and it is is it was a privilege to speak to her and i and i hope that we have another opportunity to speak to polly in the future one just to see how uh, little baby indy's getting on and um secondly because we're not going to be in this lockdown forever guys it's, 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 you know, we will eventually get out of this. And Polly, you know, thank you once again for putting your spin onto this already amazing podcast that we set out. And thank you for taking your time out just to be part of it. And uh, yes, so as I said at the beginning, guys, if you want to leave us any feedback, if you want to give us uh, some recommendations or share the platform, uh, please give us an email. Um, at the big mh podcast at gmail.com and also always remember there is always someone who will be listening out for you uh, reach out to other individuals and organizations that will help in this situation speak to families and friends at this big time and if if you're not um go to our bio that has um all of the numbers that are available for you such as samaritans which is 116 123 a young minds calm women's aid mind they're all um available there and uh, hopefully we'll have another episode next week, uh, which will be between myself, Mark and Faith. Uh, see you on the other side, guys. Best of luck.